Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. And thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast. And thanks for telling all your friends on social media and in your life and at your church to listen to Doctrine and Devotion. We really appreciate it. Our audience continues to grow and it makes it really fun and exciting for us. Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Nothing. I'm just sitting here smoking a cigar, enjoying life. We are at the lounge. At the lounge. The cigar not lounge. Not the pastor's lounge, Brian. No, we're not smoking in the church. No, 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 we're no. not allowed. No, not allowed. No. We don't want people to get sick. Right. You know, and to just kind of vomit. In their, right in their mouth. Right in their mouth. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> so, you know, we just want to... Uh, no, we're uh, here. We're at the... We're here, yeah. It's we're at free. our place. It, like, well, no, it's not free. You know, I'm talking yeah. about like there's not people, but it doesn't matter because yeah, we available. reserved it. It's yeah, available. It's and available. And we reserved but, it. So now... But we reserved it, so all these suckers can't all, use it. All the members that want to come in here, uh, they can come in, but uh, they can't turn on the loud TV and watch their news or their movies. Yep. Because uh, we, re- we reserved it. We reserved it so that we could get back to Gospel and Kingdom, Graham Goldsworthy. Back to the gold. Gotta, gold is back. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's good. It's a really good book. People are excited. They're buying the book, and you guys are even if you've already read it, you're um, uh, you're you're reading it through with us again. Yeah. So hashtag learn with Jofo. That's it. Hashtag learn with Jofo. So today we're going to go into chapter three. What is the Old Testament? Again, mm. remember this book is designed to help us to read the Old Testament with an aim of understanding. Uh, not only God, but the gospel of God and the yeah. revelation of God yeah. to have a good biblical theology develop as we're working through uh, the majority of the Bible, which is the Old Testament. And just so how it all leads to and is, is redemption history, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, how it exactly. all unifies together. And so when we're talking about the Old Testament, we're talking about, uh, you know, it's a, it's a collection of books. It's a collection of different pieces of literature, right? Um, so there's different authors. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, different kinds of literature. We'll talk about that. Um, and what it's going to do here is it's going to, we're going to look at the Old Testament in, in a few different ways, right? As, as different kinds of literature. Yeah, you mean as far as different types of of how it's framed, like we're talking about historical narratives, law and statutes, uh, prophetic oracles. Actually, uh, Goldsworthy kind of puts a list together on page 34, if you're following along there, right? The, yeah. Right smack dab in the middle. Yeah, so like that, the, that is going to help us to understand what's happening in the Scripture. But the big picture that we want to get at is understanding what the Old Testament actually is. Like the, uh, I think Goldsworthy would kind of talk about the three dimensions. Is that what you're yeah. referring to? Yeah, yeah. Old Testament as. Old, what? Say it again? Old Testament as. Uh, Old Testament as literature? Yeah, there okay, you go. Good, what are you, what's wrong with you? Well, like, I don't know the way as, you said it. I, as, yeah, no, you said, like, you as, kinda had a, you it's kinda, got a you Z. Had, you kind of had an R, a hard S at no, the end No, there. no, no, there was and a so clear just, Z, uh, no, no, not no. a soft Z, as. But wait, why would there be a Z? It's got, it, we, we got that Old Testament as, Z sound. Okay, I'm just saying it's a hard S, that's all, and you paused. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. as... Yeah. Literature. Old Testament as. Yes, as literature. As literature. Yep, yep. As history and as as theology. All right. (laughs) So that's that. Basically, think about this chapter, and those are the big sections, right? The Old Testament as literature, as history, and as theology. So when we're talking about the Old Testament as literature, Jimmy, Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about what? 39 books? Um, Um, 
yep, thirty nine books written over a span of uh, roughly what is it? I think he puts like a thousand years. Some people say a thousand, people say yeah. fourteen hundred, whatever. Yeah. So all kinds of literature, different authors, but all contributing to one beautiful unified whole. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's so. What's one of the things that's so remarkable about the scripture? Whether you're just looking at the Old Testament or the Old Testament and the New Testament, yeah. is that they are unified in so many ways. Now, uh, there, uh, um, Goldsworthy points out that uh, people have customarily been organizing uh, the, the the books of the Old Testament. This is probably into, what a lot of our listeners have have grown accustomed to in a lot right, of ways, right? Whether right. they've gone to uh, Bible school or even you know in Sunday school ministries. What are those four groups? Uh, the four groups he would talk about are, or we've heard it as law, history, prophecy, and poetry. Right. And that's good. I mean, because uh, they all have a different, while they all function to reveal God to us, they yeah. all serve a slightly different purpose in how, in how those things are communicated, in how their, their truths are communicated, uh, and, and then even in how you interpret them. They're going to interpret them differently. They're going to interpret poetry different than you are history. Yeah, but right. even even within that sections, right? And I think that's where where Goldsworthy really says, "Hey, these are these are good for broader categories, but right. it can be nuanced a bit more." Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where on page thirty four, he kind of lists some of those uh, some of those other literary devices that are used. Right. So we've got historical narratives, yep. laws and statutes, prophetic oracles, uh, genealogies, songs. Well, songs of many kinds. Yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. But okay, I can say okay. songs. All right. And it, yeah, but I just I, the I, plurality of song means eh, different okay, songs of many kind. Yeah, uh, kinds. You know, uh, taunts. I like those. You like the taunts. I like the taunts. <laughs> That's just because you're a spiteful individual. Because I'm, I'm an angry little elf or dwarf. Um, we got parables and fables and riddles. Uh, wisdom sayings of the proverbial kind. Yep. We got uh, instructional wisdom, hymns of praise, thanksgivings, laments. We've got the uh, all kinds of stuff, uh, apocalyptic visions and, and, and other things, right? So none of us are going to be, well, I shouldn't say none of us. Some of our listeners certainly will be. Mm-hmm. Most of us are not going to be Old Testament scholars. No, no. I'm not an Old Testament scholar. No, no, you are no, not. Well, I'm close. But no, I'm not, no, no, you're not, not, you're not, not close. I mean, is, uh, John Walton, you know who he calls when he needs help? Uh, he calls the not JoJo. You. He, what? <laughs> he does not call oh, you. Man. You're telling me John Walton I, John Walton calls, used Dr. To, John Walton yeah, calls John, you. John Walton used to be, he'd be like, hey, we'd have breakfast together. Yeah. And he'd be like, I need you to help me out with some stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, what was he asking you? Can you please pass the salt? Well, sometimes, yeah. I just ruined your joke, didn't yeah. I? Yes, I did. Yeah, everybody knows I'm not doing the Old Testament scholar, but um, but there, are, like, so like he, Graham po- points out here. Um, yeah, we do not, and this is on the it's the first sentence on the first full paragraph of page 34. We do not have to become experts in ancient literary types in order to avoid the pitfalls that are associated with um, with these different kinds of literature and interpreting them. But we should at least try to become more familiar with them and to yeah. understand the way that they function. I mean, he continues on. It is really amazing how neglected the literary dimension has become when you reflect that we are talking about the medium of communication Used by God. Yeah. It is equally amazing that some interpreters seek to impose a single code of interpretation of literature, such as, quote, literal interpretation. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's talking about, like, you got to you had to read it. Actually, I'm, I'm reminded of, uh, what's his name? Robert Stein. Remember that, Remember yeah. that one? Yep. Playing by the Rules, I think is yeah, the name of the book. Yeah, it's a great little book And I think that's kind of what he's talking about there is you can't read certain things with the same lens right. throughout the whole. Because different genres require different yes. uh, ways of interpreting them. Uh, when you're saying something poetically, you can't interpret it literally. No. Uh, you know, like, hey, 
Like, like for example, when the Bible says your belly is like a heap of wheat, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. You got to have your Wheaties. So it, does, it doesn't mean that the belly is a literal heap of wheat. It just What does it mean, Jimmy, when, when the Bible says your belly is like a heap of wheat? What does that mean? You I don't know. That? I kind of think of Steve McCoy at that time, well, I, right? I think because when Steve, when I think of Steve, I think of heaps of, of wheat, wheat yeah. right? Hey, Steve, welcome. <laughs> Steve, why are you a heap of wheat? <laughs> right, so we, we're going to interpret uh, different pieces of literature differently. And that and he mentions the literal method. But the problem with the idea of interpreting Scripture literally is, on the one hand, we want to say, well, of course we interpret it literally. Yeah. If by literally you mean in uh, a way that is consistent with the genre of literature that is um, that it is written in, right? So yeah. yeah, you're going to be... But you, you definitely don't interpret everything literally in the sense that, well, okay, it says Satan is going to be bound with a chain for a yeah. thousand years. Yeah. Uh, you're probably not going to interpret that chain to be a physical chain. And if you understand... Whoa! And if you understand... Whoa! Apocalyptic literature, the thousand Whoa. is probably... Probably not a thousand years. In other words, this, I don't know. I've read the Left Behind series, Joe. That's the problem. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some... You know the best chains. place to read the Left Behind series? I don't know. I, the best no if if you if you're gonna if you're gonna read it. Uh-huh. The best place to place to read it, there is this awesome suite at the top of uh of the Moody Grand Hotel. Uh that you can go and you can reserve that spot and you mm-hmm. can read it and it, it it was outfitted for the author of those books. It's pretty good. You should check it out. Oh, this is actually a real thing? Uh not really. Okay, I'm gonna You're sit not here. up on the news. That's no, all right. no, I'm sitting here I'm like uh, waiting for the punchline. Steve knows what I'm like, talking about. You know the Steve best place to read about. a Left Behind series? Okay. Nowhere. Yeah, it's 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 the it's, garbage it, dump. No, no, it's, it's called it's called like uh the Jenkins Lounge or something. I'm not sure. Something like that. All right, all right. All right. So, um yeah, don't go hardcore literal. Look at the genres of literature, and th- that's going to help you, uh, you know, get a. The, the Old Testament is literature. That's the point that he's making. Yes. The Old Testament is not like a dictionary. It's not one book of one type. It's multiple books written by multiple authors in different genres of literature. You've got to know that if you're going to have a proper understanding of it. And so, building off that, uh, on page thirty-five. Uh, the new section, the Old Testament is history. He starts first sentence. We cannot hope to understand the way the Old Testament functions as part of the Bible without some grasp of the whole sweep of Old Testament history. Right. So having an understanding of, of what Scripture is saying and what it's laying out there. And I mean, he even encourages people like, listen, uh, for some of you, you may know this and that's great. But for some others, this may be kind of that you, you struggle with that. You don't really kind of understand uh, the broad brush strokes. Uh, or the the linchpins, I guess, if you want to use that term, uh, or the spokes of the spokes, the spokes not around the, the hub. Now, no, spokes doesn't work. The spokes. the spokes don't work. Yeah, so got the no. hub, and then you got the spokes. No. You got the legs no. holding the table. That's that one. Legs doesn't on work. the table. No columns, pillars. No. All right. All right. But so to encourage you to to delve deeper and to study, and actually he he kind of adds on page thirty six a diagram that he learned. Now, if, you, if, you just, if you're just skimming through the book and you see this, you might think, is this a dispensational chart about the end times? But it is not, because there are arrows pointing which way, and there are dates. Um, but uh, no, this yeah, is... Yeah, I see Trump elected there at the... Uh, oh, that, that's the beast. That's the beast that's right the beast there. Right yes, there. Yeah. The beast and the false prophet, yeah. Um, so he's got, a, he's got a really good thing. So let's just, let's just do this for you. Um, 
if, if you know the general outline of what was happening in Israel throughout the Old Testament, yes. it helps you to, to read and to make much more sense of the various books that were written at various times. And he really hits that hard by saying, uh, it cannot be overemphasized that without a sense of the historical progression of the re- and of the relationship between the principal events and characters, it would be very difficult to make much sense out of the Bible. Right, right. So you've got uh, Adam and Eve. You've got creation. Right? Mm-hmm. You got creation. Liter- yeah. Literally, literally, like 7,000 years ago. Literally 7,000 no, years kidding. ago. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm not down with that. Uh, but you've got creation, God creating the heavens and the earth, and you've got Adam and Eve, our first human beings, the first parents, the representatives of the whole human race. And then you got Noah. Right. right? Then you got Noah there, where uh, uh, God sends a, a flood and spares this family, and through, through them, comes Abraham. Right. And so we've got this succession of, of God choosing people to raise up like Abraham, yep. Isaac, Jacob, mm-hmm. Joseph, until we have uh, a people of God that are growing, a family that's yeah. going to become a nation, growing in number. They go to Egypt for help during a time of famine. And there the people of God multiply and increase and grow while they're there. And while they're there in Egypt, they are enslaved. Yes. Uh, they're bound, they're held captive, and they become the servants of the Egyptians. And during that time, God raises up Moses. Moses. And, right. and there's so much more to all of this, but just to give you the beats, right? So Moses is raised up as a deliverer. Mm-hmm. He's going to confront Pharaoh and his pagan godlessness. He's going to lead God's people out. Out. Out into this land flowing with milk and honey that they're eh. out and, well, you know, yeah. he tries to. Yeah. He gets hey. close on the cusp. Hey, people. <laughs> Thanks for following. Let's follow Moses. What? Couldn't even do it. Could, oh, stop it! And then, stop and then it. Moses stop blew it. it. Moses didn't even get to go. No, Moses didn't get but, to go. But Moses was the people was the one that God used to deliver. Mm-hmm. And then there was a generation of of the Israelites. A covenant made right at Mount well, Sinai. Right, right. The covenant is made. We got the old covenant established. They're going to go into the promised land. They're going to occupy. There's going to be wars. Yeah. The king kingdom of uh, the king is going to be raised up. So we'll have a kingship. We have David as uh, as this as this great king. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son Solomon becomes king, and then kind of well, goes downhill yeah, from there. I guess would you say like with the yeah, split there, of the kingdom, north and south? You know, you know, the theocracies this side of uh, of the resurrection they don't really Whoa, work. Oh, you really you don't think theocracy can work? Nah, not, oh no! Not without, don't let Jeff Durbin know oh, that. Hey, I, listen, I'm not calling out anybody, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but oh, Dubs even Steve's Dubs right Dubs, Dubs Dubs got it wrong if, if that's what he's down with. But I don't. Really know. I don't know what he believes. But well, I will say this. Um, there was corruption and ungodliness among the kings of Israel, um, the, and the king of Israel, and among, there was dissension and division, yep. and eventually the, the tribes divided, and so you have a southern kingdom and a northern kingdom yep. making up the nation of Israel. So the northern kingdom was called Israel. Israel. And the southern kingdom? Judah. Judah. And so... Once you have these two kingdoms, then you have prophets prophesying in the northern kingdom, like Elijah and Amos, or in the southern kingdom. Uh, Isaiah, Micah. Right, Jeremiah. Yep. So you have these two kingdoms divided. Now, this is important to understanding what's happening in Israel. Uh, in the northern kingdom, you have ungodliness, yeah. you have unfaithfulness and idolatry, and as a consequence of that, God allows the Assyrians to come in mm-hmm. to lay waste to the northern kingdom and then to take them into exile, yeah. take the people of God into Assyria. That's around 722. And then, while, while that's happening, yep. 
two hundred years later, we've got we, we've got this. Well, you, you've got the Southern Kingdom watching this. Yeah, but the, the Southern Kingdom is is paying attention. They're they're seeing this and they're being warned. Don't be like your sister up yep. north. Do not yep. do that. Repent. And you know what? The Southern Kingdom does repent, and they never wind up going into exile. It's awesome. Wait, what? No, no. What are you talking not about? No, no, they, no, they, they screw up to, too, and no, they they, they, they got go, sent off to Babylon. They go to Babylon in five eighty six. So yeah, they do the same thing, and so. Once, once the, the nation of Israel is in exile, yeah. then you have prophets being raised, raised up then, yep. and uh, God brings a, a return of the exiles back to, uh, to Israel. So think Ezra, yep. uh, Nehemiah. Haggai. And so we've got, we've got this going on, and then once, and only, only some of them come back, like a bunch of people stay in exile. Yeah, because yeah, I think, how's it, how does it word it, like, they, they had a good life there. Amen. They were being treated well. You know, it's, uh, it's not so bad. Yeah. You know, I'll stay of, here. Well, they return to Israel and... Uh, Walls are rebuilt, second temple. Right. And then the prophets stop talking. Mm. There are... It, it goes on for about 400, 400 years. years yeah, 400 years of silence. No more prophets. Intertestamental period. That's right. So that sets the stage for the New Testament, the New Covenant. Um, and so this is important if you're going to understand... Uh, what you're reading in the old in the Old Testament, you got to understand. Mm-hmm. So when I'm reading a book, uh, to whom is the author speaking, and, and and what is the context? Is this before uh, the nation of Israel was constituted and under the Mosaic Law, or is is this, is this just under the Abrahamic Covenant, mm-hmm. or is is this being spoken before that was, or are are these people that are being confronted are they in exile, or is it before exile? What are the warnings? What are the threatenings? What are the promises? All of this is going to make a really big yeah. difference. So we're talking about the Old Testament. As uh, as history, yeah. Um, but the Old Testament history is, you know, it, it's it's not just a, a catalog of events. No, right. It's it's it, when when the Old Testament is writing, there's um, there's a purpose behind it, right? There's a. Right. I mean, he kind of, he doesn't say it like this, but there there is a certain bias. Yes. Right. There's there's a, it's it's selected history. I guess is that a way of is that a, yeah. a way of putting it? Yep. You know. Yep. So it's literature. It's history. And if it's history, what kind of history is it? Well, we're talking about uh, uh, theological history, right? right? Redemption right. history. Yeah, so it's it's not even just religious history in the sense that it's talking about a religious group. Yeah. It is revealing God and God's promises throughout the whole. Um, it says on page 41, insofar as the Old Testament is history, it is a theological history rather than a religious history, a human record of human religion. It is God's record of God's own dealings with the world and with men. It is, the, it is characteristic of the Bible that it does not record the events and the affairs of men as if they were determined by chance, yeah. by blind fate, or by a necessary chain of prior events. The history of the Bible is purposive. <laughs> purposive? Uh, like a purpose? I, yeah. It's, it's a weird word that I've never used in my life. Mm, I like purposive. Pur- yeah. I think it's purposive. No, purposive. Steve? Purpose? Purpose, purposive. No, it. you're such It's a- purposive. <laughs> So the, Thanks, pur- the purpose which govern- governs the events is God's purpose. The mm-hmm. biblical historians relate events not as events in themselves, but as the deed of God, or as the deeds of men which are to be judged according to the character of God. So everything that's happening yes. in these pages is telling us something about God, about his plan, about his work, and or about his judgments. So it, to understand the Old Testament, we have to understand that this 
is uh, first and foremost, it's made up of literature yep. of different kinds. Yep. But it's not just literature. It is giving us history. History, a theological history. And I think he kind of puts a fine point on, on, on page 42 there. Right. The theology controls the writing of the history. Yes. So what it is to what it is to reveal about the work and person of God mm-hmm. uh, is what you're going to see shining through the Old Testament. So when we say that, one of the things that this means is that even when the genealogies are being recorded, yeah. there's a theological point that's being made. That's right. It's not, it's just, it's not a blank history book. That's not what it is. It's, it's theology communicated in the context of history, trying to teach you something. So when you're reading it, we, most of us get to the genealogy and we go, I'm going to pass, go right through. Oh, there's the end of it. Lots of names done. Let's move on. Uh, but you're missing out on something that God is really like, so you're telling me I got to read through numbers. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you got to You got to You got to read. You get to Matthew, Luke. You got to read those genealogies. Mm. I mean, think about the first genealogy. I think it's the first genealogy in Genesis, right? No, notice. Notice what happens. Uh, it's sin has come in. There's been death. The curse is 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 wreaking havoc, and then we get this genealogy. So and so begat so and so. Yeah. And he lived so many hundred years, and he died. Uh, I don't know. I feel like some people just dial in on how long they live. Like, wow, these people lived hundreds of years. Like. All right. Well, that's the the point. Seems yeah, they to were be, on that paleo diet. Yeah, they like that. That's how. That's what happens, guys. You got to get your CrossFit on, otherwise, <laughs> you're never going to live to be at the age of Methuselah. Um, but the point seems to be, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died. The curse of sin, bringing death to all men, until we get to Enoch. Who doesn't die? Nope. He's taken up. He was taken up and was no more. So, uh, look for those theological teachings in there and look at for, look for the context to understand what God is saying. Now, when we're talking about the Old Testament as theology, it's probably a good idea to define what we mean by theology. We mm. do this a lot, like in, a, in at the conferences or the preaching that we do. We define theology, but on page forty-two and forty-three, uh, Graham ends the the section with what is theology. So, I mean, uh, first line there, he says, theology means the knowledge of God as God himself reveals it. Not not how we imagine it. No, no. No, Not how we just want to explain it. No, You can't furtick theology. You can't do that. You you cannot do that. Steve woke up from his slumber on that one. (laughs) Listen, just because you make it rhyme doesn't make it good, okay? (laughs) No, no, you see, you should have said, just because you make it rhyme, don't make it fine. But I'm not. I can't fur tick yet. See, you're much closer to fur ticking than I am. What? Yeah, maybe. Put some beats behind that, and you can make a video. Oh, I'm I'm gonna make a video. You That's can. gonna be you Friday content. That. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, theology, uh, the knowledge of God is God Himself is a really, really good way to say it. You know, one of my favorite theologians says that theology is the art of living to God. Yeah. You know, I, I'm very familiar with uh, with William Ames and with- the way that. <laughs> The way that is he this is a callback. What? Is this a callback to Dr. Okay. Renahan? Do- well, I, yeah, Dr. Renahan yeah, might have said you, something about doing, it. Come on now. Yeah, okay, no, I didn't. I didn't know that William Ames said <laughs> that. Until he Dr. called you out at the he New didn't Zealand call me out. conference. He didn't call me out. He just said, "Hey, didn't, what, what, what Dr. Renahan said? What, what Dr. Renahan said? To bring what Dr. Renahan said point. was, hey, that was great. What no. you did was awesome. And it reminds me of what William Ames said. He likened me to William Ames. It would have been awesome if you didn't forget this major point. No, no, it's not what he said. All right, so theology is the knowledge of God as God himself reveals it, which means we only gain the knowledge of God through Scripture. Yes. It's got to come from God's revelation itself. Mm -hmm. The most important concern in the study of the Bible is the revelation of God. What is God saying to us in the record of his acts? What did God do in entering in a special way into the history of mankind? He says, um, we have already raised the question of the unity of the Bible. Mm -hmm. We are here asserting the aspect which above all else creates the Bible's unity 
is its theology. Yes. This is what brings it all together. And it's not just theology, but it's a, it's a common theology. It's a unified theology. The same God is revealed in the old that is revealed in the new. Yeah. And so there is no getting around the importance of doctrine. The revelation of God establishes who God is for us. This is why when, when Jimmy and I talk about um, when, when Jimmy and I talk about Bible study and how to interpret, we're going to be sharing a lot more of this with you uh, in the in coming the future, months. Yeah. But some of the basic questions that you always have to ask of any given text is, what does this passage, what does this text tell me about the person of God, the, the character of God. of God, the work of God? Like, what does it tell me about the what world? Does it, what does it tell me about me right. and my, yeah, my reaction? These are, these are theological issues. And so um, understanding the Old Testament for what it is, literature, history, and theology, theology right? Yeah. That's really what it is. That's a place to start. Keep reading uh, Gospel and Kingdom by Graham Goldsworthy. We might cover two chapters next time. We don't know how many we're going to do, but uh, keep reading it. If you want us to keep going, if you like what you're learning, if you like what, what God is bringing to mind, share what you like. Share your favorite quotes out of Gospel and Kingdom. Put them on social media. Tag them Make with. Make sure you tag us. Yeah. Learn with Jofo. Learn with Jofo. That's yep. how you tag us. And uh, Jimmy, if they want to uh, connect with us on social media, how do they do it? Yeah, I mean, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doc and devotion uh, over at the website you can you know sign up for the email you can uh, hit up the store you can register for the 2018 doctrine devotion conference on the spirit and the church and you could support the podcast uh, by clicking through on the amazon links by or contributing to tea. our patreon no we're we, not doing patreon no we're, pa- we're, 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 no, we're no, beggars we're, now we're beggars now we're just gonna no, we're, just, no, we're gonna pa- we're, pan, we're panhandlers we're not we're panhandling pan- patreon is for panhandlers Stop it. What, it's not? Stop Patreon it. Means, it Patreon means, Patreon is Latin for it. panhandling. Stop That's what it, it is. Stop No? It. No. Oh. If anything, they're just more, you know, they're more humble Oh, than you almost said greedy. You, <laughs> you, you said they're almost, gr- you, what were you doing? What were you about to say? I was going to say gracious, but, oh, I gracious. Meant, but I actually meant humble. They're more uh, humble. They're, they're receiving where you and I are saying, eh, we don't want your free gift. We, we need you to, you know, we got to earn your money. That's what we're saying. No, we want to give you something good. Yeah, and then you pay us for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's There's America. That's America. Good. No, that's America. We're, we're, we're helping the no, economy. You know what? We're Pretty helping soon, the economy we're going right to have now. some indulgences. We're oh, going to be really? giving out, yes. Can we, oh, we got to come up with an indulgence t-shirt. No, we are not. Stop oh, it. yeah. Stop Look it. forward to that. Oh that'll be that'll be one of the teas so for this sorry. year. I'm so sorry. The Doctrine so and Devotion sorry. Indulgence Tea. I'm so sorry to you all. We got Fresh Pod on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got weekly content uh, as far as blog posts and videos. We'll talk to you later.